This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, Site Visibility have another piece of shameless self-promotion because they've just released their 2020 PPC automation guide. It's completely free to download. We'll help you get started with each of the new automation settings within Google Ads. Now, this includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, dynamic research ads, and more. The best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning today. So download your guide for free at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC hyphen automation hyphen guide. I'll say that again. Bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC hyphen automation hyphen guide. And for those that don't know, hyphen is another word for a dash. It might be a Britishism, I don't know. Now, today I'm joined by Kevin Gibbons, speaker, writer, UK search personality 2018, and founder and CEO of ReSignal. Kevin, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Andy. Very good. Thanks. Good. Now, you're up in London, aren't you? I am, yeah. Which is thousands of thousands of miles away. No, it's not really. I'm in Brighton, so London's only about, what, 60, 50 or 60 miles as a crow flies, isn't it? Yeah, it's about an hour on train, I think. But yeah, yeah very close. And I won't bother asking you what the weather is, because it's probably the same as down here, Brighton. Cold but sunny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, I had a very cold run just before this. So, Did you? Um, but, but yeah, it's a nice day. I've recently got into running myself, actually. I've, I've not run for a while and I've got back into it, into it. I forgot how nice it was, actually. Anyway, less of running, otherwise this is becoming a health and fitness podcast and a, <laughs> and a weather podcast. Now, let's stick to internet marketing. So, uh, usual start-off question. Tell us um, a little bit about yourself and ReSignal and perhaps how you got started. Yeah, sure. So, I've been... Um, doing SEO myself since 2003, starting at a web design agency as a student and learning about SEO from that stage all the way through to founding an agency in 2006 called SE Optimize, which is based in Oxford, and in 2012, moving to London and focusing more around a content marketing-based approach for our clients in, and the agency has become ReSignal, um, which we, we rebranded last year. So, um, mm. so yeah, that, our, the journey has essentially started 16 years ago now in terms of SEO, but evolved a lot along the way, as you can imagine, in such a fast-paced industry. Mm. And if, I assume you've always been in London? Only for the last seven years. Ah. So before that, I was in Oxford. Oh, you did mention that. Yes, I like your branding actually because I like the way you've got your, when you do resignal when you write resignal. It's re and then a colon and then signal. What was the inspiration behind that? Um, honestly, we had a brand consultant that helped us, and I think he was. Um, I, I've admitted by this stage I'm terrible at coming up with brand ideas, but I I quite liked the the way. It, I mean, we're a creative agency and a lot of things that we do, and it just stood out and appeared different, and um, also. A lot of what we do is about how we communicate with our clients in the uh, the RE and um, colon is also from a, the email in terms of a reply. So yes, it's, yes. it's trying to get across the fact that actually what we're doing is we're, we're communicating with people and we're making things happen, essentially. Brilliant. So I'll save the juicy bit a little bit later because I want to talk about your sort of SEO 
strategy if I can say the word properly, strategy driven approach. But before that, I just wanted to talk a little bit more generally about, I suppose, um, focusing. If you're an agency, this this whole thing about focusing on certain areas or specialisms, if you like. Let's talk about that for a bit. I feel like I've gone this uh, about this potentially in the wrong way. I wouldn't say I would say actually when I started, I was very focused on SEO. I then got into paid search because I was running my own websites. And I think this was to me, this is always a good experience at first to probably try and understand a bit of everything. So I've actually found by running my own business, by running affiliate sites, the one thing that I have as a a skill now is being quite commercially driven because I understand that you need to make money in order to stay alive essentially in a business sense. Um, And that applies to our clients. So the more that I can understand about the different drivers of, of growth from a revenue and a profit perspective, the more I can apply that to the clients that we work with. And I think specializing has come in a roundabout way. I think at first, certainly being based in Oxford, um, we worked with a mix of kind of locally Oxfordshire-based clients and some London-based kind of national or even global clients. And I think what I found is when we worked with the local ones, we, we were straight away adding on different services. So they would ask us, can we do paid search? Can we do social media, et cetera? And mm. I think back then we were actually very good at it. I think we were we are not even sure looking back if I would say that was the wrong thing to do I think it potentially was the right thing to do I think the challenge has been the game has changed a lot in that time and SEO in itself as a discipline is probably not a job role anymore as as in there's too many um, skill sets or subsets of Mm. SEO itself and what I found is in growing an agency we've we found that we've grown quicker by doing less but doing it better so we've we still have awareness around the other services that we used to do in the past, um, but we have partners that we can refer people to because we know that they're they're going to someone that specialises more in that. And from our perspective, we can get more of the work that we're we're truly passionate about. And my passion has always been SEO. I think the the team that we have, we've traditionally always been stronger at SEO, and I've never wanted to be kind of risking the agency reputation by being good at everything but great at nothing so in the end um trying to really kind of focus down on having a, a strategy driven approach approach to our our seo and our content marketing has benefited our clients and it's allowed us to differentiate ourselves a little bit as well in terms of the, the clients that we're working with yeah interesting actually because you mentioned that in the early days you were sort of you'd get your first clients, which is always exciting. Because I remember with my business, it was always very exciting when you get your first few clients. But then they start asking you to do things that you're not really comfortable with. Do you think that's quite a common thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think from a client perspective, as much as specialist agencies have done very well, they would always rather work with less people who can do more, but you have to deliver that quality. And I'm not saying that there's, there's no agencies can do that. I'm sure they can, but certainly... For an agency that is a, a small to medium size, I think it can be a struggle to try and do too much. And um, sometimes you can let yourself down by 
not being top of your game in some areas, but adding on additional revenue streams that, again, there's you need to weigh it up, I guess, from a business sense. But for me, the approach has always been striving for excellence and doing that within a, a focused area as possible. Mm. Trying to do that for everything is you're you're essentially kind of almost spreading yourself too thin and firefighting. I think certainly yeah. in my experience. Yeah. And then you mentioned uh, that you ha- you started to outsource some of these um, areas that you didn't want to specialize in so much. That must be quite hard. I mean, what what advice would you give to people or, or companies that are in their early stages and they're thinking of doing that what should be going through their heads i think for me it's just understanding what it is that you're really passionate about and actually thinking further ahead so i spent a lot of time kind of again like reading studying more from a business sense and a lot of it is planning about where you really want to be and i've always been passionate about working with kind of larger brands or at least ambitious brands that really want to grow and my my view is rather than trying to to do everything for them i think just picking that one thing that you can do that's potentially better than anyone else in the world um if you if you have a narrow enough focus behind what you're doing i think that's achievable Mm. um and yeah for us um rather than outsourcing it's more we have partnerships so if we get a request for paid search we know who's good we can recommend um, a number of different agencies for example and normally they're kind of specialized in that as well so when they get asked for seo it kind of comes back our way so it's one of those that they get the stuff that they're they're more suited for and we turn away potential revenue but actually we we get back some that we're more suited for ourselves so actually i think it's a a win-win relationship I was, going to, I was going to use the win-win phrase, but I was trying to <laughs> trying to refrain. Yeah. It's obviously worked well for you, though, hasn't it? This this specialisation approach. I mean, you've won a lot of awards, haven't you? Search awards. Um, search awards in particular, we've done very well for, and we've gone through. And again, this is part of the the whole specialisation and focusing um, approach of we a couple of years ago. I, actually longer than that, probably five or six years ago, I think we were very strong from an agency reputation external perspective, but we were perhaps weaker than we should have been internally. And what we did is we scrapped our marketing budget. We stopped speaking at conferences, blogging, doing all of the stuff that, honestly, I I think that stuff is great. I'm not against it at all. Um, But it shouldn't come at the the sacrifice of doing great work for your clients that's that's what you're there to do that's what you're paid for and it's got to be core to what we're doing and awards were a very nice extension to that because my view has always been if you do good work for a client you'll retain them and you'll continue working with them there's a good chance that you'll grow with them because what you're doing is working and they want to spend their money where it's it's working best from an investment perspective Mm. and doing good work leads into referrals case studies and then once you have that award entries and if selected um award wins which becomes a very nice marketing piece because people then understand or get awareness for you for doing high quality work which i think is in my experience again i think it's been the best way to to grow the agency is off the back of of having happy clients that you're you're doing great work for yeah so let's move on to your strategy because i've got a phrase in my head but i might have it back to front you can correct me if i've got it back to front sure. and it's like 
you're taking sort of SEO strategy driven approach to content marketing or have I got that back to front? Um, no, we have a strategy driven approach to content marketing. Yeah. 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 For me, it's always it's strategy first. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people can get very excited by this is a creative idea that's going to get you lots of press attention, et cetera. And we're very clear we're we're not a PR agency. We're here to grow organic growth. And for us, in order to um, to achieve that, we need to understand where the opportunity is first and foremost. So it's it's sometimes holding ourselves back from the stuff that might sound more exciting that you just want to rush ahead with and bringing it back to actually why is it you're doing this in the first place and are you facing the right direction before you start running, essentially. Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. So if you need a UI designer... Hey guys, Kevin. A full stack developer... This is Madeline. Or a whole team of designers and developers working together... Hey, you've got the full team here. Uh, myself, Rachel, Adam, and Stephanie. Hey, hey everyone. Hey, Hi. How's it going? Hi. Upwork has agencies too, available for six weeks or six months. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. What would you do if you had to figure out how to photograph something in deep space that nobody knows is really there? This question and more get answered on Teamistry, the new podcast from Atlassian. Hosted by filmmaker Gabriella Cowperthwaite, Teamistry looks past the front page headlines and into the untold stories of teams behind groundbreaking moments. Each episode examines how the extraordinary chemistry of these teams made the impossible possible. Download Teamistry for free wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more at Atlassian.com. So when a, when a client comes to you, what's your general sort of approach? What's what what are the steps you go through? Um, the big thing is understanding their goals. What is it that they're trying to achieve, mm. and how can we help them to achieve those goals? Um, sometimes I have to challenge our clients on what that really means, because to me, there's a difference between a goal and a KPI. So what I mean by that is a, a KPI might be um, let's publish more content, let's improve our rankings, let's generate a certain number of links, etc. Mm. They're all useful KPIs to show that you're going in the right direction, but it's not the business goal. The business goal is normally how do you drive um, revenue, targeted leads. And from my perspective, the more that we can nail that from a, a business perspective, the more likely we are to succeed because – Ultimately, if let's say we're working with a client for say six to twelve months, and at the end of that agreement, we've we've done what we said we would do. We've generated them x amount of links or yeah. um, increased traffic by x percent, etc. And if it's not delivering business value, certainly at a time like this, where actually the economic climate is pretty tight for a lot of companies in terms of spending money, um, yeah. if you can't prove that what you're doing is making money as a, a return on investment, then you're you're likely to be at risk of being cut. So I think um, the big thing in terms of the initial starting point is actually how do we understand what it is they're trying to achieve, what does the marketplace look like, and then shaping out not just I, – I, I never like to jump in with the tactical, here's how you could improve X, Y, Z. It's, it's more about shaping where it is that growth is going to come from, is it? a new market that they're entering is their market share available based on where they are right now versus competitors if they close the gap um it, it's trying to visualize 
in 12 months time what does success look like and if you can have a clear vision of that you can then work backwards to to try and make that happen if you don't i feel like you're potentially just doing a lot of tactics crossing your fingers and hoping it works which in some cases it might but it's not very strategic do you think it's a common mistake that a lot of agencies make they 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 I'm trying to think of a good word. The word that's coming into my head is shallow. They take a shallow approach in that they just look at KPIs and sort of sort of numbers, spreadsheets, rather than business objectives. Do you think this is a fairly common mistake that's made? Yeah, and I think the whole industry in some ways has dug itself into a hole of everything we talk about publicly seems to be the more tactical stuff. Mm. Um, and even to the point of, uh, again, not just saying kind of agencies, even accountancies, consultancies have fallen into this um, spiral of day rates, et cetera. And, and to me, it, it doesn't matter if someone's charging £100 or £2,000 a day. It matters about the result that you achieve at the end of it. So um, I think really it's how do, you, how do you focus around what that opportunity is and then if your targets are aligned and what you're spending is – making you a, a very positive return in the, the revenue and the profit that you you drive off the back of that and it it's worth the investment but it's it's not just jumping into okay here's the tactical stuff and i, I think it needs a certain level of seniority and experience mm. in order to think that way um i'm not saying that you can't think of that without experience but certainly i when i think of myself i having had kind of 10 years plus of running a business I'm in much better shape to have those types of conversations with clients now than I would have been certainly when I was getting started or even even potentially kind of five or six years ago. I feel like it's it's something that does develop over time. Yeah, it's interesting you said that, actually, because you, you mentioned the entrepreneurial. Obviously, you know, someone like yourself, you're an entrepreneur, you're you're used to building businesses, you're familiar with the sort of the pitfalls and the the shooting the, the white water rapids of, of business so you're going to have a a very business oriented results sort of type approach is it difficult to convey that down to especially if you're perhaps a larger agency do you think it's difficult to convey that down to your employees and your sort of hierarchy of people that operate your mechanism in your business yeah it is um and i've i've tried recently to be just a lot more kind of transparent with numbers um because the more that they can understand about our performance as a business, the more they can understand about firstly how they can help us, but secondly, having more of a commercial mindset when it comes to our clients. So yeah. even in the way of thinking that stuff that may sound obvious, but it, it's not if you don't look at it, but I, there's clearly a, a massive difference between, between driving revenue and driving profit. So mm. we've had clients in the past where we might have increased, um, there, there's one in particular I can think of that that is um, a retailer, like luxury furniture retailer. And if we were to drive a massive increase in sales for pillows, for example, that's clearly not going to generate the same level of, of profit as it would if we were to sell sofas. Um, yeah. So it, it's trying to have a look behind not just how do we get traffic, how do we get bookings and, and orders, but how do you drive revenue and then profitable growth underneath that and um yeah I, th- I think being transparent with the team and trying to get them focused on the numbers that matter really help also i'm quite heavily involved in the initial strategies for a lot of our clients for that 
for that reason, even if it's just trying to set the framework and sign off on this is our approach and kind of supporting and challenging our team. I, I feel like that's where my potentially more business focused mindset can mm. can be different to we've certainly got people in our team that i'm quite confident they're better than me at the, the day-to-day in terms of whether that's technical seo creative content marketing digital pr the key thing that i think brings it all together is just having that business mindset so if you know that your your strategy is focused around the business goals of our clients um that's where the real success starts to happen because otherwise everyone in their own say individual silos can potentially do a good job against kpis mm. but it's really how do you bring it back to the bigger picture and yeah. um and and that's that's what's key for me yeah it's a bit like orchestration isn't it like a like a conductor at the um conducting an orchestra yeah 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 exactly that's it you need everyone to play their part and yeah. to be as strong as possible at what they're doing but it needs to have more of a purpose collectively well, thanks so much for coming on today and your knowledge. If there was one top tip or a, a key takeaway for our audience today, Kevin, what do you think it would be from this? I think it depends on on the audience as well. But I think if you're from a, a client side, perhaps it's looking at how do you find people that can support you from a um, from a business sense, who's going to help you to achieve your goals. Um, and again, that could be whether you it's an internal team or an agency. And I think even just thinking about my own journey of building an agency, um, for me, the big thing is, is specialized. Try and think about, I, I always like the phrase, go a, an inch wide and a mile deep. How do you try and get that deep expertise in one area? And if you can do that better than anyone else, I think there, there'll always be a place for, even in harder times i think there'll always be a place for people that are seeking out your expertise because if you're the expert in that space then then you will will do very well so don't be afraid of niching um which i think is is often the fear if you're turning away clients that feels um counterintuitive but actually but actually if you're if you're becoming more focused and specialized then you can ultimately attract more targeted people and um I, i would I would argue that you could you could fast track your growth by doing less but doing it better. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about ReSignal? Um, so our website's resignal.com, so you can find out more about the agency from there. Um, for myself, I'm quite active on on social media. Um, Twitter is at Kev Gibbo, or just find me on LinkedIn just by searching for my name and um, yeah, happy to connect. And if anyone's got any questions following this podcast, I'm more than open to helping out. So, so yeah, I would say the, the best way would be to connect with me on, on one of those social channels. Thank you very much, Kevin. And thank you for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place. Sitevisibility.co.uk slash IM podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review so that we know how we're doing. Um, questions and suggestions um, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk you can tweet at sitevisibility we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn so that's all from me Andy and it's all from Kevin perfect thank you Andy thanks for coming on Kevin and we'll see you next time on internet marketing bye